Dear Brandon, I'm sorry I forgot to give you a Christmas gift on time, but don't worry, I got you exactly what you've been wanting. John. Does he know I want a pair of Beats headphones? Oh, please be Beats. Please be Beats. Seriously. Was that the gift I gave you? W was what? What? Brandon! Hi, John. Uh, no, I don't. Brandon, seriously! Yeah. I get you what you wanted, something unique, something one of a kind, and this is what you do? I'm sorry, no, 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 you know what? That, I was actually, I, I, these are for something I was doing for you. <laughs> Hold on, there we go. Christmas. For me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Brandon, uh, this is so thoughtful I, well, of you. I, know, I wonder what it is. Something I just threw uh, together. No way! Oh, these are perfect. Oh, my favorite song. Hey everybody, I'm John. And I'm Brandon, and you're watching The So-and-So Show. It's the most miserable week of the year. Why would you say that? Because this is the saddest week of all. Christmas is over. The morning has begun. With the children complaining, the weight you'll be gaining, the lights disappear. Did you write lyrics for the whole song? Christmas is, is so magical and happy, and then when it's the week after Christmas, it's like, oh, I have to wait a whole year till Christmas again. <laughs> it's the most miserable time of the year. Well, that's no way to look at it, John. I, even our friend Joy is gone. So? I mean, we still have lots of reasons to be joyful. All the Christmas cheer hasn't worn off yet. Uh, maybe. Hey. If I can't convince you, maybe someone else can. Please welcome someone who knows stuff. Hey! Hey, come on right. in! Come on in! Great. Someone who knows stuff, come here yeah. and have a seat. Yeah, have a seat. It's all for you. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh. All right. Welcome to the show. Uh, who are you and what do you know? I am Hans Decibel, audio acquisition engineer. Ooh, an engineer, that sounds fancy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so what does, uh, what does an audio acquisition engineer do? I travel the globe, mm -hmm. capturing the audible essences of joy Ooh. with my sound capturing device. That's a tape recorder. You will listen to one now. All right, this is okay. exciting, yeah. Heck, yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah, actually. I feel like it's springtime already. Exactly. This haunts decibels, joy sounds. You can bring joy with you all year long. Oh, so these sounds are for sale. That is correct. Oh, great. Horns decibels, joy sounds. It's just $42.97 per month for 16 months. Oh, well, that sounds reasonable. Uh -huh. Now, we listen to another one. Uh, sure, I'd love to, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. No, wait, okay, this one okay. be good. All right. 
Why was that joyful again? Because the sound of a healthy digestive tract should bring joy to any man, woman, or child. Uh, now, another one. That Actually, makes I sense. think we've kind of run out of time. Right. Just... Yeah. Mm. Oh, the joy of new life. Do you have anything a little more peaceful? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Is it broken? Don't speak over it. The sound of agriculture? No. That was the sound of an eagle feather dropping on the floor of an empty storage unit. All right. Hey, you know what? That's all the time we have for that. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Hans. Yeah. It brought me great joy. Mm -hmm. Now, would you like to buy one of Hans Decibel's Joy Sounds cassette tape sets? Yeah, oh, he's good. That, he's good. Very well. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank we'll you. see you later. Yeah. Arriva Dechi. Okay. Oh wow. Right. Bye. I can't wait to hear from you. Cause you do that. Man, that guy was filled with joy. It's Bible story time with Kellen. Hey, Kellen. You enjoying the saddest week of the year? Um, There'll be gifts for returning, the chestnuts are burning, the cookies have caused to decay. All your joy is expended, vacation has ended, next Christmas is far, far away. Okay. Well, are you guys ready for the Bible story? Yes, please. Eh, what do you have for us today? Well, today we are in the book of Matthew, chapter 2, sometime after Jesus was born. There were wise men who lived in the east. They weren't that wise. Uh, what? Don't sell them short. They found what they were looking for, didn't they? What is happening right now? Camille and Cameron, camel, carriers of wise men and Messiah gifts, followers of the star. Pleased to meet you. Right, okay, well, meet Camille and Cameron. Whoa! Greetings, camels! I don't know what's more shocking, the fact that they can talk or the fact that they're 2,000 years old. Yeah. Yeah. These are not the actual camels from the Bible. We don't know for sure if the wise men even rode camels. Oh, and camels don't talk. Somebody forgot to tell Cameron that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay, since there's no escaping this, why don't you both tell me more about the wise men? Okay, so there were seven wise men. What are you talking about? There were only three. Nuh-uh, I remember because I counted the number on my hoof. You only have two toes on your hoof. Yeah, I counted the same hoof six times and came up with seven wise men. That makes sense. No, it doesn't. What do you want? We're camels. We're notoriously bad at math. Okay, fine. There was some amount of wise men, what did they do? They like to look at the stars at night, like a lot. And one day they saw the star in the sky and that meant something. 
It was something super important to them, too, because they packed a bunch of presents on our backs, climbed on, and we started walking west to a city called Jerusalem. We walked for 700 miles. No, it was 300. I counted my hoof. Never mind. Let's just say you traveled a long way. What happened when you got to Jerusalem? The wise men started asking people, where's the child who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. See, they knew somehow the star they'd seen meant a king had been born somewhere near Jerusalem. Yeah, how'd they know that anyway? Hello, they were wise. Oh, yeah. Anyway, they're asking all these people about this new king. And the next thing we know, we're being taken to see the king. In secret. Yeah, it was all really hush-hush. You shh. So... The wise men were brought to King Herod in Jerusalem. Apparently, word had gotten around that the wise men were asking about a new king, and King Herod was upset about it. If there was a new king, what did that make him? I knew that king was up to no good. The whole time he was being so helpful, he was actually looking out for himself. He was like, so when did you first see the star anyway? And, you know, the prophecy says the king will be born in Bethlehem. You should go there, and when you find the boy, come back here and let me know so I can come and worship him. Yeah, worship him. You can't see, because I have hopes, but imagine I'm doing air quotes. Worship him. But the wise men still went to Bethlehem, right? Of course! That star they'd seen back east led them right to the house where the child was. Yeah, and I'm thinking, now what? Just knock on the door and say, So anyway, we were nowhere near the neighborhood and thought we'd drop in and worship your son. But that's kind of what they did. It's true. The kid was there with his mother, and they bowed down and worshipped him. His name was Jesus, by the way. And they gave him presents. Gold and frankincense and the other thing. Myrrh. Right. All the myrrh a kid could ever want. That sounds amazing. Yeah. You know what? Traveling hundreds of miles with gold, frankincense, myrrh, and a wise man on your back is no picnic. But after seeing how much joy finding Jesus brought them, I gotta say, it was worth it. What did King Herod say when you reported back to him? They never went back to King Herod. They had a dream that told them to go home a different way. Yeah, we showed him. Well, Cameron and Camille, that was actually a really good retelling of the wise man story. Even though there is no way that you're real. Thanks for being here. Hey, maybe you're the one who's not real. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, the wise men wanted to find God. So what did they do? They searched for him. And when they found Jesus, they found exactly what they were looking for. What do you think about that, fellas? Wow, those super old camels have a great memory. Yeah, it was great to hear the story firsthand, or should I say, first hoof. Oh, no! Sure, but I don't want you to miss what happened once the wise men finally found Jesus. They were filled with joy, and then they worshipped him. A pretty good picture of what we can experience in our hearts whenever we find Jesus. Yeah, that's true. Wow, thanks, Kellen. My pleasure. I'll see you guys next time. See ya! You know... Maybe the joy of Christmas doesn't have to just be at Christmas. I mean, just because the holiday is over doesn't mean Jesus went anywhere. He's still with us all year long. Yeah, so it's not the most miserable time of the year anymore? No, I don't think it is, Brandon. I found my joy again. Did somebody say joy? Hey, joy's back! 
Reveal the question. How can you find joy all year long? You can sing a song. It's the most wonderful time, no matter what time of year it is. Or you could pet a puppy. You can also. Or you could pet a kitten. Yeah. Or you could pet a tiny horse. You can also remind yourself of how much God loves you. That's why He sent Jesus. Yeah, talk about it together. And we'll see you next year on the So and So Show. Next year. Clogged faucet. Yeah. Ah, stop! I'm just trying to match the pitch. Okay. My uncle trying to get on an inner tube in the pool. It's actually my uncle. Oh, yeah. Right. Give me a give me something from your table that was said. Yell it out at me. What was it? Worship music. Worship music is a way to to keep the joy all year long. Yeah, I like that. Anybody on this side? The Jeopardy losers. What, Over what? here. Wow. Wasn't it? I mean, I'm just trying to identify which side I was I talking don't to. Don't think that brought joy. No. No. No, probably not. Anything? You guys got anything? Anything that you guys talked about? No? Okay, the spirit of Jesus is joy. Yes, the spirit of Jesus is joy. Reed has something. Reedy boy, yeah, let's go. Obstacles in the summertime bring you joy. I'm sure they do. That is good. Yeah, that's great. So we were wrapping up um, Nehemiah and... um, Nehemiah obviously operated in a lot of wisdom because he knew what steps he needed to take and um, what needed to happen. But the reality was, if you kept reading Nehemiah and you got to the end of the book, um, it it doesn't end on a happy note. Spoiler alert. Sorry to do that to you. But um, the reason is they could never do for themselves what only Jesus could do for them. So they kept going to God. They were trying to repent. They were trying to do better. They were trying to make better choices. And without Jesus, it's impossible. And so the gift of him coming was the only way that we could fulfill, that we could restore back. And we don't need a temple anymore. They, they, were, trying to, they were trying to build all their walls of protection. They're trying to rebuild the temple. They're trying to do all of these things that they thought were good, but they couldn't do any of that enough. They couldn't keep it up. And so we needed Jesus and we all need Jesus. That's something that um, the wise men who had nothing to do with Judaism, they had no idea about the religious beliefs of these people, but they knew that there was something special about that star and they had to find Jesus because he was the only hope that they had. And so as we're going into this next year, um, we want to encourage you that We don't want to stay the same. We're not just dismissing behavior. We're not just saying, oh, well, I can't do it good enough anyway, so why even try? That's not what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to say, I'm giving you an example. I'm coming to be in you, and I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit 
to lead you. And so each day we get to start over and we get to say, okay, your mercy's new today. Let's try again. Where are you? What are you calling me to? What are you asking me to do? And as a family, I'm going to encourage you to not exclude your children from that conversation. This is something that we want to lead them in and to. We have our own set of issues at our home. We've got lots of things going on with all of our kids. But the one consistent thing that I will say we've done is to bring them back to Jesus. I don't have enough answers. I can't fix these things. I can't make things all better. But I can teach them from a young age that we can go to Jesus with the simplest of things and with the most difficult of things, and we can choose to find him there. And that's where we're going to find joy is when we recognize that in the good, in the bad, we can still find God. And so that's something that we wanted to introduce to you guys. It's something we've done here at Second Place many times, um, is the good, the bad, and the God. Sometimes we do it on, on our Wednesday nights with our students, and sometimes we actually have a whole message at the end of the year that's about the good, the bad, and the God. And on the back of your news and events, there's an opportunity for you to write down um, something good that happened this year maybe, maybe this week, something that's on your mind, on your heart. There's also an opportunity for you to write something bad that happened, and there's also an opportunity to write down something God that happened. I think the, the cool thing about this is that it works for the very, very young. When they're little, we would talk about joy. the good. The joy, junk, junk and Jesus. Jesus. Joy, junk, and Jesus is another way to say it. The good, the bad, and the God. And, and so um, for us and, and for you, I would challenge you um, and all of us to really think about this because... The easy part is to think, hopefully, we've got a few good things that we can write down. 2019, there's a few good things that happened. And then there's a few bad things that happened. Maybe there's more bad things than good things. Maybe there's more good things than bad things. But the discipline of actually writing those things down, kind of marking a moment in time, the end of the decade, the end of the year, what was something good and what was something bad? I think the tension comes in the last one. And what you can find is as you pray about it, and as you ask the Lord, okay, God, where were you? And it's easy with the good things. God, yes, I got a raise this year. Boy, I'm blessed. But what if you lost your job this year? Bad thing. God, where are you? Where were you? Where are you in the bad as well? Because if we believe that Emmanuel, God with us, is with us, it means that he's with us in the good and he's with us in the bad. And that through that, we can, just like the wise men, can find Jesus in the tough spots and in the good spots. The wise men, man, so much good. They, they, they found the star. They were able to follow the star, the bad, Herod, and that tension with that. And then the God when they find Jesus. And through all of that, there's always the good, the bad, and the God at play all the time in our lives. And I think we would do it at night. That would be like bedtime. We would say, hey, good, the bad, the God, or joy, junk, Jesus. Um, what do you got? And you know what? From a very, very young age, our kids, I mean, we wouldn't let them off the hook. Hey, what's something good that happened? And sometimes it was the same thing for like a week, you know. Um, they would just say, like, I ate breakfast or something. That was good. Like, great. Okay. Got it. But over time, they started to, to think about that. And I think that that's what's really powerful. 
for 2019, or 2020, I should say, 2020, we wanted to kind of cast a vision for you because how do you, oh, how do you, <laughs> how do you hack up along on stage in front of everyone? Sorry, don't eat that now. It's got a little something on there. Um, how do you continue to find the God and the good and the bad throughout the year? How do you continue to do that? I think what Sarah said is key. It's, it's through the Holy Spirit. You have to have that relationship with Jesus and be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be able to navigate and discern how do you get through and find the joy in the midst of the trials and in the good times. So uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 25 says, and if you like to fill in the blanks, you may do so on the back of your news and events. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Did you want to go? I think there's a slide for that. Maybe. Maybe Imhoff. Is there a slide? No. I think there's a slide for that guy. Just so you guys can see it. I like to see it sometimes. Um, or, or you can look it up. So being in step. I love that idea of being in step with the Spirit. Because when we're in step with the Spirit, it's, it's kind of like we're syncing up with him, all right? So we're going we're gonna to try this real quick and wake you up, and as we do, the band is going to come up, all right? So you're going to hold my mic right here. You okay. have no idea what I'm doing. No. All right, so we're going to play a little thing, all right? So you're going to try to do what I do. Everybody get your hands up. This is, this is your instruments. We don't clap a lot at second place, but Jesus still loves you, all right? So here we go. All right, here's, here's one version of it. Ready? All right. And so our goal this year is to stay in step as the Spirit leads us. It's just like that, to be able to say, okay, God. And you can't do that by coming to church once a week and calling it good and saying, you know what, I'm going to stay in step with the Spirit by doing that. It's going to be a daily thing. And so I want to cast some 2020 vision and clarity for you and say that, you know what, make that a goal. That what you, we want to do is we want to stay in step with the Spirit. What do you have to adjust, change, modify in your life in the new year in order to stay in step with the Spirit? Because guess what? The world is going to pull you away. The enemy is going to pull you away. There's going to be people that are going to discourage you and discredit you and try to slander you and take you off the wall. But what is it that you can do? What is it that you can adjust to say, you know what, I'm going to stay in step with the Spirit. So we don't get to the end of 2020 and go, man, this year, this 2021 is going to be the best year. I'm going to get in step with the Spirit. Let's do that now. And let's give it up for the student band as they come back. And here's how we're going to do that. Yeah, you guys can get up for them. You know what? Yeah. They have, they have a, a few songs to share with us. And so I would encourage you that if you're done eating, um, you know, they, they kind of like feed off of you guys a little bit. Um, they're cool to worship on their own and they're not going to need you. But there's a, something that happens when we worship together. So now that we're done eating, why don't we stand back up? And, um, and Sarah, would you pray us into the music time? So, Father, we thank you that you are here with us, that um, you gave us Jesus and the Holy Spirit so that we don't have to do this thing alone. We pray that as we go into this time um, where we can reflect on this past year and we can start thinking about the new year, we just ask that you would begin to speak to us, even um, if we've never done that before, we've never 
asked you to speak. Um, we give you some room for that right now. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would work, that you would move, that you would just begin to um, open our hearts and minds to all that you have for us and uh, make us sensitive to that whisper that you have for us. And um, we give you this time in Jesus' name. You know, for a lot of us, um, you don't like sense the difference maybe today as much as, as maybe some of us that are here for every service through the weekend. And so when we're all together like this, it's, it's a full room. But what I see is I see all these people that are kind of like now combined. And, and it just is like, it's a little overwhelming, to be honest with you. Um, just because I, I know and I see you guys, just I just see you at different times during the weekend. I don't normally see the majors on Sunday. I usually see them on Saturday and, you know, that sort of thing. But what I think is powerful is that we're all together and we're all singing these words and we're worshiping God together, and we're all together. And in every single one, so many of us, every single one of us has something that is on your mind, on your heart, something that you're working through, something that you're trying to think of, how is this gonna work out in the new year? What is going to happen? All of the stuff that is just weighing on us individually. And it's all different. It's overwhelming to think about it sometimes, about how many things that are going on, every single one of us with a different story. But no matter where you are in that, let me tell you this, your best days are ahead of you. Because as you stay in step with the Spirit, the Spirit is going to give you that joy. The Spirit is going to give you that discernment to find Jesus in those tough moments, in those good moments throughout the coming years. And so that, to me, is the encouragement for the end of this year and into the next year, is that no matter what, it, I mean, some of us are like, man, you better be right, Joe, because these are, these are some rough days right now. So you're the, be the best of your days are ahead of you. And if you're serving and worshiping the great I am together like we are, you gotta know that your best days are ahead of you. Can I get an amen? I mean, there's three services together. I think get one, right? It's awesome. So God, as we go today, Lord, we just worship you, the great I am. Lord God, as we go, Lord, may we stay in step with you, Spirit of God that we would sense your presence in our life, that we would, we would live out Galatians 5.25, that we would live it out, Lord God, starting now and into the new year. Lord, that we would become the people that we've always wanted to be, the spouse that we wanted to be, the dad or the mom that we wanted to be. Lord God, the sibling, the, the worker, the person, Lord God, the, the coach, whatever it is that we have set our eyes on in our hearts, we've always wanted, Lord God. May we stay in step with you, Spirit of God. And may you lead us into the best days of our lives. Because it's so true, God, as, as tough as these days may be, as uncertain as these days may be, Lord, our best days are ahead because we serve you, the great I am, and we don't serve anyone else. And so, Lord, as those lies pile up on top of us, Lord, may we break those in Jesus' name. Lord, as those untruths and those limiting beliefs that we may adopt, Lord God, in the coming days, may they break off of us quickly as we stay in step with the Spirit and the power of God that you give us through your Spirit will overwhelm the things of the world that are trying to take us down. And may, Lord God, this year 
And these people live out their best days as they live out Galatians 5.25. Lord, we thank you for this. Thank you for us being able to be together. What a blessing it is, Lord God, to be able to be together in your house, your warehouse, worshiping you together with one voice, led by students, and Lord God, led by you into the great unknown of the next year. We thank you for all this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, love you guys. Thanks for coming out. Tell us what you thought of today. We'll see you guys uh, next week for our next services, normal times next week. Love you guys.